Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. All our episodes can be found on theawakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute, we're on YouTube. Be sure to share with your friends. And this week I've got Steve back because we briefly touched on the Masonics the last time. So it's something that I'm really interested. I even have a chapter in my book, but I know that you're well tuned into it. So welcome back, Steve. It's nice to be here, man. Little the gremlins were out today. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm definitely I'm not a mason. I'm no expert, but um, we could just have an open conversation. I mean, I can tell you that um, there's a lot more going on than people realize mathematically, ritually, um, with words. You know, that's why they call spelling spelling because you're under a spell, right? So there's some crazy stuff that goes on. But if you want to talk about masonry, I mean, masonry is the science of morality veiled in allegory taught in symbols. It's basically about men with morals. This is what's so crazy. Yet it, as from what I know, it goes back to the Knights Templar, okay? So the Knights Templar had a lot of rituals and they were basically the Pope's army, okay? So the Knights Templar, there was crusades against the Muslims to, you know, to convert people to Christianity basically started in, this is a funny date, I think 999 was the Pope that declared the crusades. You know, if you turn 999 upside down, it's, um, but that actually doesn't have a bad meaning. Neither does Lucifer, which I'll get to, but I'm, I don't fully understand this. So, so in 999, the Pope declared crusades again, you know, to convert people to Christianity, which was really against, I think, a Mus- the Muslim faction. So that whole war has been going on for, you know, thousands of years. And as time went on, I think in a hundred years went by before the Knights Templar were started. So I think it was in the year like 11, I think it was around 1115 that the Knights Templar started. They were the Pope's army, okay? So the short of it is these guys were basically monks who were steeped in mystery school knowledge and esoteric knowledge and magic and occulted knowledge and things that the power, the very wealthy people study today, but the common public doesn't understand that, you know, that leaders follow astrology and, and stuff that goes back thousands of years to Samurai times and to Babylonia. And, and I saw that because they were monks, they weren't paying taxes and they weren't investigated. That was kind of the, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the Knights Templar started as the Pope's army and they didn't have to pay taxes. But what people don't realize is they became ginormously wealthy. They created, um, they were basically bankers. They were, I think, the first bankers before the Rothschilds. So it's all tied together. So they, inc- they had incredible wealth. The only, the only um, faction that was more uh, wealthy than the Knights Templar was the Vatican. So with the fall of Rome, the power of Rome consolidated into the Vatican. With the Crusades, that was, a, that was to convert people to Christianity. They realized they needed protection, um, the, you know, the Crusaders. So this all developed. And then what happened was the wealthy people started for protection, started giving money to the Knights Templar. Not only were they bankers, but you could, they were like the first people to issue traveler's checks. You could go to a, a Knights Templar temple in some country and give money and get a note, and you could redeem that note in another country at another Knights Templar. So 
I mean, they didn't. The, the early versions actually. of Western Union. Yeah, and then so what happened was in the year we come up to about 1300. So for 200 years, the Knights Templar was, you know, the army of the Pope. Atrocities, unbelievable, going on to convert people to Christianity. People being murdered who didn't. Um, that's a whole other story. I'm not well versed in that, but. Jerusalem is a very core thing because the Knights Templar started perhaps in Jerusalem in around 1115 uh, AD, okay, by a French knight. And the sort of the headquarters of the Knights Templar was Jerusalem. And they started out with, um, I guess, cathedrals or, you know, churches or whatever, whatever they had, uh, lodges, you would call them. And as they, they grew, they started with nine knights and they grew like a weed. And over 200 years, they were the biggest uh, banking system in the world. And what happened was uh, French, the French king, Philip IV, he was indebted to the Knights Templar for a war against someone. Okay, I don't know exactly who. And I think he was either the nephew or the son of... Um, the king of this was the king of France, Philip the Fourth, and I think he was the, the son or nephew of uh, King Louis the Ninth, who loved the Templars. Okay, so I, I don't really know what that relationship is, but that's kind of a weird thing where Louis the Ninth was a huge Templar fan, and Philip the Fourth, the French king, was indebted to the knights like huge amounts. So, long story short, he did a propaganda campaign character assassination campaign against the knights who were protected by the Pope and he compromised the Pope so that he had the Pope in his hand. He didn't want to pay the debt to the Templars. Okay. And he saw how much money they had. Long story short, King of France, Philip IV, incarcerated the Jacques Molay, the head of the Knights Templar for, I think, six years. And then he burned him alive. Okay. And I don't know what exactly happened after that, but the Knights Templar sort of disband. And the word is they went back to uh, a place, not back to Jerusalem, because then the, I think um, a Muslim, I think his name was Saladar, something, Sal I can't remember his name, but he gained control. And the Knights Templar sort of dispersed underground. And then they, I think the 33rd degree Scottish Rite started in Scotland. There's something to do with the longitude, latitude in Scotland of where they set up. They kind of dispersed and set up. They didn't die. And they went to Bavaria. So, and I think with that, the tradition of, of um, Freemasonry came. And, but Freemasonry, from what I can tell on the outside, it stands for four main things, brotherhood, truth, like uh, becoming a better man and, um, and, you know, being, having high morals or something like that. So it's a, yeah, it's an institution that, that obviously changed over the years. <laughs> well, this is what we'll get to. So, and the apron, they have all their rituals and the apron was in honor of the original Masons. I think it, I think it, a lot of it started in England with Masons who actually wore aprons to protect themselves from the, I guess, whatever cement they were using back then. So in, in their rituals, that's why they wear aprons. But what I heard was that in 1776, the Rothschilds 
um, co commissioned Adam Weishaupt, who was a Jesuit, uh, steeped in the occult and the mystery schools in Germany, that the Rothschilds summoned Adam Weishaupt to create the new world order, which is going on today, which is what we see with all these false flags from September 11th to all these wars to COVID-19. Um, and that Adam Weishaupt, I read a book, I started to read a book, it was very detailed. And the core was that they would infiltrate all these institutions from the top down and the people at the bottom wouldn't know what there's what the true um i guess motive or cause or uh you know i guess um, business model of these institutions was so but that in, that meant the police education medicine um all all aspects of life so adam weishaupt was a jesuit we started the New World Order in 1776 on May Day, May 1st. That's why it's such a big day. Um, and with that, I remember reading that the idea was to infiltrate the, the Masons, but the Masons at the lower echelons wouldn't know that they're what the main, uh, I guess, function of the infiltration and the co-opting of this organization was, which is basically secret society to you know, garner a lot of wealthy people and very smart people to you know have an agenda, and they also, if you follow the the, the initial steps of Adam Weishaupt and the Fabian Society, they're very much in the same. Where it's like destroy family values, normalize prostitution, and you know, and promiscuity, um, confusion, uh, divide, divide and conquer, divide and polarize the um, the public and stuff like that. And these were all written plans outright uh i guess scripts of these organizations the fabian society was started in 1884 and i guess i'm not sure when you could say uh freemasonry started but this is my confusion because you have an organization that's steeped in you know morals again it's if you ask a mason what esoteric masonry is they'll say it's this science of morality veiled in allegory taught in symbols Okay. Mm. So, but I read, there's a book called the deadly deception and it's a guy who was in masonry his whole life. He worked his way up to 32 degrees. Okay. He, I think was somewhere in the Midwest. He had a lodge. Uh, he even said there was times he felt a little weird. He wore a black robe and the whole time there, they were told they're worshiping and their services to Jesus Christ. And this is going to tie to the, Knights Templar, which is pretty wild. And I haven't figured this out yet. So he wrote a book called The Deadly Deception when he was getting his 33rd degree honor. He achieved from, and the word I had heard was that the, 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 the 32 degrees don't know exactly what the whole core of Freemasonry is, which is the worship of Lucifer uh, or Satan, as I understand it. And this could be wrong. So he wrote the book, The Deadly Deception, because he went to Washington to House of Temple, which is just north of the White House, which is the headquarters of the 33rd degree Scottish Rite, to get his 33rd degree uh, honor. And in that, in that moment, he realized that all of this is subversively, coversively, all about worshiping Lucifer, not Jesus Christ. And that's when he gave it up and he became born again and stuff like that. So up until up until all these Freemasons at lower levels don't understand that they're secretly being indoctrinated with, I guess, I guess satanic type 
worship, but there's two things I want to get to. The Knights Templar, which is similar to this um, subversion and co-opting or, or um, I guess, deception, where, and then the, um, the thing with Lucifer is Lucifer is the bringer of light. This is the, this is what, again, Lucifer may not be that bad. There are people that say that Albert Pike, who's the Pope of U.S. Freemasonry in the 33rd degree Scottish Rite, they're like, they would just, he wrote a book called Morals and Dogma. It was published in 1851. Okay. It's a very detailed book. And essentially the book, the, there's a quote that's taken out of context. I've heard that says that they worship Lucifer, where Lucifer is their God. But Lucifer is the bringer of light. It's the, he's the fallen angel who in the Garden of Eden, this is why they look at, and light is really knowledge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the reason they worship Lucifer is because in the Garden of Eden, the serpent told Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge. And God said, do not eat from the tree of knowledge. Okay. And we all know what happened. Eve ate from the apple, the tree of knowledge. And now we have this dualistic, you know, contrasting world of evil and darkness and, you know, and light, light and darkness and evil and good and success and failure and, and all this pain and suffering. Um, but, and, and where God in the tree, in the garden of Eden said, do not eat from the tree of knowledge. So Lucifer is the one who said, eat from the tree of knowledge. So they, they basically have this affinity for Lucifer for, because they feel through knowledge, you, be, you can become supernatural, like you can live forever. And I don't fully understand this either. So it's an interesting thing that if you, and, and Lucifer is represented by Venus, the morning star. So at 3 a.m., I don't know where you are in the world, but I think in the U.S., if you look at up in the sky with a telescope um, towards Venus at 3 a.m., it's, it's a shining bright star. It looks like a, it's very bright. So what, what's interesting is Lucifer is represented by Venus. The, the drug, you know, that thing in the, uh, in the, um, in the vaccine is called Luciferase. Um, you know, uh, Lucifer Trust is the publishing company of the United Nations. They changed it to Lucer, uh, Lucent Trust, not to, they changed their name. So there's this whole thread of Lucifer, and I'm not sure it's direct Satanism, but I think Aleister Crowley twisted things. But getting back to the thing that I read about the Knights Templar was that they also were in crusades to promote, I guess, Jesus Christ and Christianity, but they were covertly denouncing Jesus Christ and Christianity. And this I don't understand, and I'm not exactly that well-versed in, and I'll never know. So, so Freemasonry is a strange thing. I mean, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they were all Freemasons. There's a Masonic temple. Most Americans don't even know there's a George Washington Masonic Memorial Temple that's huge. It has them in a Baphomet position. Yeah. So um, Baphomet, is for do you know what Baphomet is? More. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, so Baphomet is a man with a goat head. <clears throat> and he represents, as far as I know, Satan or Lucifer. Because the Knights Templar, um, it comes from the Knights Templar worshiping John the Baptist, who I think was beheaded or something. And it has something to do with that. So Baphomet is tied to John the Baptist somehow. And Baphomet is, a, again, a goat head, man body, and one arm is pointing up and one arm is pointing down. It's as above, so below. That's this phrase. Okay, now that you've heard it, you're going to hear it again. Trust me, I'd never heard it. 
And now I hear it all the time. It's like, as within, so without, okay? And it, it has to do with many things, but part, partly that the irony of all these psychopaths that are um, very wealthy and controlling and destroying this planet is they are steeped in the esoteric knowledge of the mystery schools. They are steeped in, in occulted, hidden information of, of how the universe works and how humans work and that, and that we live forever, you know, that there is an afterlife, but they keep it, they keep it from the common public, right? They don't want to share it. And um, th because they want to control us, they want everyone in fear. So the, you know, Baphomet's a symbol of Luciferianism, which is a goat head. Anytime you see a goat head, you'll see Madonna in it, no matter what. I mean, a guy I play lacrosse with, actually, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a 32nd degree. And he, you know, he has a picture of himself near a Baphomet head. And I'm like, I'm going to have to ask him what's going on. And, um, you know, Jeff Levy's a Freemason, so we're going to have to ask him mm -hmm. as well. But the, the thing is, Baphomet was tied to the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar apparently were covertly denouncing Jesus. And apparently that's what the Freemasons do. And the whole thing is just twisted and inverted. And if, this, if the whole thing with Satanism and Luciferianism is, is the same thing, even though Lucifer is the bringer of light, he's the bearer, the light bearer. And, you know, light means knowledge, right? And we all know that knowledge can change your lives. It changes your perception, right? So they know that keeping knowledge from the public can keep us limited, right? And that's the whole agenda is to keep us you know, diminished, limited, less than we are, so we don't know our true powers, so that we, 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 you know, we're good little slaves and we do whatever we're told, right? You know? So um, it's an interesting thing, but if you walk into a satanic church, and there's satanic churches everywhere, um, you know, the crosses are upside down. So you know, everything's inverted. This is how it's, and when, when I say that, it's important that people get this. The inversion means it's an inversion and a perversion of the truth. It's a deliberate deception to confuse and bewilder the person that's being confused and bewildered. It's, an, it's, it's, a, it's a direct attack on people by, by using lies and deception to mislead them. Okay. And what about, because like you're talking about uh, the religion there, and I, I mean, I've heard a lot about that, but also I've heard that there's been kind of like, I don't know, the 36 or 37 different kind of like the, the Virgin Mary and the Jesus Christ and all it, but different names going back, you know, centuries and yes, like the trivium. So, yeah. So like, is that something that they're hiding not to let people know and the whole lot is orchestrated because well, the exact same stories, because there's even people have, yeah, no, what was said. Well, I, I think that's how they use it as control. I personally, whether Jesus was a man who died on a cross or not, it's really not relevant. It's, uh, you know, Jesus didn't want to start a religion and it's been co-opted. So to me, the Romans used, you know, I don't want to insult anybody. For me, religion is very limiting. It puts you in a box and it, it teaches you that you're less than you are and you're looking externally for salvation. And that's the whole problem with humanity today in my eyes is everyone's looking externally for answers. You know, Trump saved me, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I need someone to help me, you know, we need ourselves to help each other. And if you have, you know, gratitude and compassion for other people, you're going to feel better. And once you're out of fear, a lot of things can happen. You'll get the support you need. But 
<laughs> so basically, the trivium of Jesus, Mother Mary, and the Father has been apparently repeated, and it, I don't know exactly, but even, you know, part of the inversion is, you know, even Christmas is a lie. It's really, a, it's the, the original holiday is called Saturnalia, and it's actually the worship of Saturn. Yeah. Okay. I see, and I've and seen Easter, the symbol, the star on Saturn as well. I mean, I don't know, is that true? But seemingly from well, satellite pictures, the star is at the top of Saturn. I mean, it's hard to well, believe. It has all to do with math. If you look at this thing, I forget what it's called. It's like the the Kabbalah of Venus. It like it looks like a pentagram, like, but it's some mathematical um, geometric dimension, right? So, um, you know, so part of the inversion is they have everyone worshiping Christmas as the birth of Jesus when it's actually it's it it's really the death of it's there's another inversion with this whole holiday that's why Santa Satan Santa that's why he's red when you dress your little baby in a red Santa suit you're actually sort of worshiping Lucifer without realizing it um I mean this is my view because Saturnalia is an old old Luciferian holiday to worship Saturn because Saturn represents Satan and that basically jesus apparently christmas is a time that he, he it's really the word it's really the the the, the celebration of the winter solstice because they're they, everything works on the solstices right they do all their rituals on the i mean they do most of their rituals on the solstice i think it's december 21st like uh, stonehenge and all these the lighting comes down because the sun is so low and a lot yeah. of this because I, I like i've been reading a lot about this and it's like instead of this son of uh, god it's sun as in the sun and yeah. a lot of it is about that. And if you yeah. see the pictures on the cross, there's always the sun. And it's when you become aware of this. I know it's the same with you. You go into the churches, you go anywhere, and you'll see the sun is on the load of these things. Yeah. Whereas prior well, to that, you, you never church, even thought you know, about that. Well, why do you go to church on Sunday for Christians? Because it's the worship of the sun. It's, right? You know, the, I forget, I think Jewish people celebrate on Saturday because it's Saturn, right? This is going back to it goes back thousands of years and everything's everything that we think we're worshiping is is um is different than what we actually know um and you know i i mean everything's based on math and geometry especially freemasonry i mean their symbol is a square a 90 degree square and a compass everything is squaring the circle right so a compass makes circles right and it's all about geometry and they have rituals, you know, September 11th was a ritual. And if you walk into a Masonic temple, there's two, there's two posts, towers, one's Joachim, one's Boaz. Okay. The floors are checkered, white and black checkerboard. Okay. That means base knowledge. Okay. That's why police have their, you know, the, they have the black and white checkerboard on there because it's mocking the police that their base knowledge and that's all they're going to get. They're like slaves to, they're not slaves, but they're like the protectors of the liars, of the deceptors, of the elite that have the knowledge. Okay. They're pawns so, to the king and queens. Actually. Yeah. And they don't, they don't know that. So the floor of a Masonic temple is black and white checker, which is base knowledge. You have Boaz and Joachim as the two, two um, towers. And then you have Jacob's ladder in the middle, which is ascending towards enlightenment. And it's about climbing that ladder to enlightenment. This is what I don't understand because everything about 
the esoteric knowledge and about the mystery schools and about, you know, the worldly knowledge that's not taught to us is all about spirituality and knowing yourself and what Jesus said, know thyself, look within, like know you're more than your body, know you're more powerful. You can, there's much more to you than you can see, you know, and they know this and they don't want us to know it. But, and, but such incredible spiritual knowledge is used for such dastardly dark things. It's, it's insane. And like you were talking about presidents, I, I see that there was 14 that are known that were Masons of the American. 19. It's, so it's 19. Yeah. Cause it was 14. I think it's 19, 26. Yeah, I mean, there could be a lot more. Yeah. We just don't know. Cause well, I mean, a lot of well, the time not, they don't want people knowing. I think 26 of the, well, officially nine of the constitution were Masons. They say it's as high as 26 and that the, um, that, or no, it's 13 on the, it's officially 13 of the deck of, um, of the constitution were Masons and they say it's as high as 26 and the declaration of independence was not officially nine and they say it's higher. Um, I mean, if they're all, almost everyone's a Mason, it doesn't matter. No one's in power globally. Who's not of a bloodline of a King or a queen from thousands of years ago, from Merkel to Obama and to I've even seen Putin in, in the robes as well. So I assume they're, they're all I mean, everyone, Martin Luther King. It's, they're all, all these are psyops. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mandela. He was a Knights of Malta. I mean, there's not, a, I mean, even, even the Dalai Lama, I hate to say it, you know, yeah, I we remember are. him and because uh, I've had a few books on the Dalai Lama and I remember him having a conversation with uh, Lady Gaga. And I mean, Lady Gaga's one that wears the cross upside down. And I could just get the. I said, no, nah, this guy ain't, ain't good. You know, he's all part, I mean, yeah, he's part of it. Lah. I know that's going to shock people. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, there's a, there's yeah, apparently Gandhi was part of it. I mean, apparently yeah, Mother Teresa, well. yes, you I know, Mother Teresa well. was, was getting millions of dollars of donations and none of them were going to help people. I mean, a very small fraction, like 3% of the money she got in. I mean, she was bringing in millions in her name and, you know, so she, if she knew about it, then she was, she was part of it, She's you know? And just because you mentioned the Vatican at the start, I mean, people probably don't know that is not kind of part of Italy. That's a separate entity because it's like a tax haven for them. It's a separate country. It's yeah. well, I mean, everything's a corporation. I mean, even even we're corporations. People don't realize where every time you give your name, you're surrendering your inalienable rights as a as a living man or a living woman. That's a whole nother story. What we won't get into. Exactly. That's um, what if, I want to delve in at another stage. The comment. Yeah, but if you, I mean, if you know, if you know, languaging, if you know words, all have specific meaning, and if you know how to speak to a public servant, a police officer, you can actually, you can, you know, you don't want to be rude, but you can diffuse the situation as long as you do not give them your name because everything's a contract. Yeah. So as soon as you give him your name, because the first thing a cop will always ask is what's your name. And so as soon as you is, say do you your understand, name, it's like, and yeah, you and do you understand? On, so when, you know, yeah, when you say your name, you've, you've agreed to enter into a contract with him. And when he says, do you understand? And you say, yes, he's now standing over you. You're under, you're, he's, you're under him. So, I mean, we could do a whole show on that, but I mean, so getting back to masonry, it's a conundrum for me because all, all these all this knowledge that 
And I, you know, people don't realize that these colonials destroyed all the indigenous ways, right? The indigenous people were the most advanced people. They knew all about themselves, about who they are, about reincarnation, about the powers that they have, about who created earth. All these traditions were passed on from generation to generation. And the, the colonials deliberately, you know, not only to make profits, but they want to destroy any cohesiveness be, amongst the people. That's why all these wars, these wars have nothing to do with democracy. All these wars that are fabricated, engineered, and, and funded, and infiltrated, and, and there's no wars. These are all fake wars. They're all government-sponsored, government-funded wars. Not government, but the bad guy, you know, I guess you could call it deep state, which is the term everyone um, refers to now. These wars are about stopping humanity's progress in the name of democracy. It sounds crazy, but trust me, this is what it is. Anyone who's being attacked or being called a dictator is a good guy and he's doing good for his country, trust me. Or maybe not that, but he's, he's not the person that he's being made out to be. It's just another character assassination, another excuse to go to a country 10,000 miles away, take control of the resources, put a central bank in, indebt the country, indebt the people and make them slaves. I mean, all you have to do is think, okay, well, how many civilians have been killed in Iraq? Over a million. How many soldiers died in Vietnam? I'm not making light of this. We should have never been in Vietnam. It was another fake war against communism, but 58,000 American soldiers died, which is a huge number. But we've killed over a million refugees. We've, we've killed over a million civilians in Iraq. No one, it's never on the news. Uh, there's 3 million refugees who had to leave their home, um, you know, I mean, I did a very how, good uh, podcast with uh, Zahid on, on Iraq because he's basically telling kind of the story yeah. from their side. And yeah, like I mean, anyone who thinks, yeah, but I mean, anyone who thinks that we need to keep the nation secure, America secure by going 10,000 miles away to a country that has no military is, you know, I mean, first of all, we sold them chemical weapons and then they, they came in with this little vial and, you know, Colin Powell, whatever his name is. He's in the he's in Congress holding this tiny vial of fucking, you know, what he was saying, weapons of mass destruction in this tiny vial it was like one inch tall. And that's all it was like, you know, it was, an, it was an image they sent around the news. This is the reason to go to war. Right. And not only that, we sold them the chemical weapons that that they were touting as weapons of mass destruction. All right. I'm going to shut up now. No, you're cool. You're cool. And like the 33. Wait, what, where does that come about? Is it the triangle, the uh, tree and... The inversion of well, you have we we have well, first 33 is a very powerful number in numerology but we have 33 vertebrae okay it has something to do with you know the spine and kundalini and releasing the kundalini this is why they do terrible things to children sexually because it releases their kundalini and the kundalini spirit in us is something once released it it makes us i guess more See, the, the Illuminati families that are generational Satanists or generational Luciferian, um, they, what they do, what they do to their children, and this is what was done to them. This is like, you know, a bad parent passing it on, like an abusive parent passing on. But so generational Satanists or Luciferians, they, it's called trauma-based mind control. And they do this at a very young age to their own children. They traumatize them and split their uh, mind to different um, personalities um, so that they become desensitized. 
so that they can go out in the world and do really bad things and not feel bad. So they start them when they're young, like this one woman, Salvi, um, she was in an Illuminati family. She, and I've heard this story by many others, not many, but a few other Illuminati people have come out with very similar stories where she was put in a room at age four, or it was three maybe even, or three or four, and the room had uh, metal on it. And they would put her in the room with a kitten and they'd put her in the room and they'd say, you know, kill the kitten. This is her own, her own parents doing this to her. And um, she, you know, she, she would get shocked when she didn't kill the kitten. And then finally, after doing this enough, she would kill the kitten based on being shocked. And the trauma of this and then the trauma of sexual abuse, because they also bring their children to be raped by other people. Um, another girl said she, when she was five, her father would bring her to the Pentagon and she would be raped by all, all the generals there. Um, you know, the Jimmy Savile was supplying kids to the BBC higher ups and to the Royals. And uh, if they, you just you know, look, because like some people might think, no, this is way out there. And if you look at Jimmy's, like the one thing that I have a saving grace is I remember when we were young, it, it was uh, he had the show, you know, and you basically Jimmy write fix it. Jimmy fix it. And it was like, you know, we'd all write in for the letter hole. And it's the one thing it's like, you look yeah. back in time and you go, thank God it was never on. He was with Thatcher. You'd see him hanging around with Thatcher with Heath. Of course. All of these people. He was a necrophiliac. He had done terrible things. Nothing done to him. You know, well, yeah, so because that's part of the, this, that's... who he was surrounded with. Show me your friends. I tell you who you are. There you go. Well, so that's everything in this, everything, these controllers, everything is inverted, right? So, Jimmy is on a TV show for 40 years that, you know, the titles Jimmy will fix it. And he has kids sitting on his lap on TV and all the people making the show, maybe not all the people making it, but the higher ups at the BBC certainly know that, you know, they're raping children. They know he's a rapist and a pedophile. And this goes on, this goes beyond pedophilia. This is, you know, child, this is child, you know, torture. Um, and he had access to, I think, 27 different NHS morgues, and they would have rituals with children, and he would, he would have sex with corpses. And, you know, none of this gets investigated, and that's part of the inversion, right? It's called victim shaming. They shame the victims. Yeah. The victims speak out. They either go to jail exactly. or... That's what they do. They go to the police, but yeah. because the whole lot is infiltrated, it's not that's exposed, it. you can't, you know, and then they put them into a nut house, unfortunately. That's right. I mean, Wilfred Wong has been, he's a naval, he's a UK Navy veteran. He's been fighting satanic ritual abuse for 25, 30 years. They just set him up. Some Satanists said, oh, there's a girl who's being abused, satanically ritually abused. This is his expertise. And they brought him, drove him 200 miles to this victim, but they were in on it. When they got there, the police came and he was charged with kidnapping. Once he took the girl in the car, right? And it was, they were all Satanists and they were setting him up, mm. right? And, and I don't know where his trial is, but the Hampstead cover-up, I mean, I don't know, that's a whole nother show, you know? Yeah. So it, it, goes, it goes on and on. And I mean, like I said, lately I've been feeling a bit beleaguered, a bit worn down, a bit tired. And uh, I mean, I saw, I, I'll tell you, I, you know, there's a spiritual thing that we decided to come here at this time for this very reason. And that, you know, we need the darkness to play their role because we're here to learn. And, you know, that some level, 
we agreed to this. So I was like, okay, this guy, James True, he's really wild, his, his views, but he's like, look, they're the darkness is pushing us to wake up. They're pushing us to the point. If we, if, if we had it easy and we had what we wanted, we were never tested and they didn't do this, we'd be much more enslaved. So our freedom relies on how far they're pushing us. Yes, exactly. exactly. To a degree, which is no, crazy. And like, what, what, what about, because I, I've spoken to people that um, I went to a, an open, uh, open house kind of for a Masonic. I, like, this was prior to me knowing anything bad about it. I thought it was just kind of like a networking group. And I wasn't, there was, I think, 11th degree and all this. And, to be honest, I wasn't impressed with the guys that were there. And like, as you said, I don't think everybody knows what's going on. But no, like talking, not at all. talking to somebody um, that had parents and grandparents, and I was trying to get him on the show, but he, he didn't want to be, be on. But they're kind of initiation have you heard about anything like that where they have to masturbate in front of a mirror and things like that Did you yeah i've heard well there's i think all masons if you're if you say you're a mason you have to go through the first three degrees i think everyone has to i think the third degree is i don't know exactly i, I think you have to lie in a coffin yeah I've heard I, think that that's one, the, yeah, yeah. I think that's the third degree i know kneeling is another masonic thing which is the whole you know the knee on the neck on George Floyd is a Masonic ritual. All, you know, Pelosi kneeling on TV, it's all Masonic. This is all Masonic. I mean, George Washington, does, did, you know, he and Pierre Elenfant was another 33rd degree Freemason. They designed Washington, D.C. It's, you know, where the president puts his hand on the Bible when he gets sworn in, it's a, he's at the top of the compass. If you look at, it's all designed and there's also a pentagram. Um, but, in terms of the higher ups, I don't know all of them, but I know it gets weird. It gets weird that like the skull and bones. And I know that having sex, homosexual sex with each other is part of what they do, um, even though they're married. Uh, this either honors Lucifer, which I don't know. But there's another thing that once you, once you do this, because I know in the Knights Templar, they were forced to kiss each other as part of the ritual, um, like, you know, the, the initiate had to kiss the head um, Knights Templar who was trying to get, I guess, in the Knights Templar. He had to kiss him on different parts of his body. And part of the thinking there was you're going into battle and you want nothing to phase you, nothing, okay? That means you could go in and bayonet a guy's neck without, you know, without thinking about it. I'm not saying kissing a guy will get you to that level, but I think, I think this homosexual sex between each other, I know at Bohemian Grove, President Nixon, you can hear it on his tape, the Watergate tapes. He said, Bohemian Grove's the faggiest place he's ever been. Um, and he, there's stories that they dress up in, in, in women's dresses and they, they have sex with each other. These are like leaders of the world. And I think part of that is not only to honor Lucifer, it has something to do with Aleister Crowley. But if once you've done that, you, nothing will phase you and you'll do anything to um, compromise humanity, to lie, to take advantage. Um, you know, once you allow it to be done to you, once you do it, apparently I, that I'm still trying to make the connection on that. 
But mm-hmm. I, as disgusting or strange as it is, you know, these are guys who have white picket fences and married with kids. And at 3 a.m. in the morning, they're having, they're having man-to-man sex with each other to honor some aspect of their process. And uh, like the Bohemian Grove, um, I think it was there that the Manhattan Project originated and it was in 42. And also yeah, regarding presidents, room. I remember seeing a picture of the Bohemian Grove with Nixon and Reagan. So just like all of this is orchestrated. We've seen other pictures with different leaders, but yeah. it's, all, it's all planned. And like, so basically well, they, they organized the atomic bomb through one of these groups and when you yeah. think of actually the testing of the atomic bomb, sure they didn't have they had no clue who was going to crack the actual planet. Well, <laughs> yes, I mean we didn't have to even drop the bomb. I mean, if you, what nation would drop two atomic bombs on civilian installations? There was no need to even drop one. It, but yeah. this was a ritual. There was a reason they did it. It's spiritually, it's very damaging uh, for the entire universe to do anything with uh, nuclear weapons or atomic weapons. It opens portals. Apparently, I'm not going to go there because I, I, I'm like, I like I, I included that on the thing. I, I think it was like 2,600 tests of nuclear bombs done. Like what? Yeah. Well, damage we dropped, has that I mean, done? Well, we dropped America dropped atomic bombs on civilians. Yeah, Nagasaki not, and Hiroshima. On, yeah. On, I mean, think about it. Stop right there. No. I mean, never should anybody do that, but we did it. Truman was a 33rd degree Freemason, okay? It, it, it goes on and on. I mean, the Bushes are basically, you know, Prescott Bush was skull and bones. Uh, you know, he was funding Hitler with Harriman, with uh, Harriman was skull and bones. Brown, you know, uh, Brown Brothers Harriman was a bank. Uh, Prescott Bush had the bank union Bancorp. They were, uh, they were helping... Hitler, Hitler, Hitler was basically part of the whole New World Order, but you know it's a whole nother subject. I mean, the presidents have been groomed and selected, not elected. The elections haven't mattered for a hundred years, except until I think Bush, I think until Trump was elected in 2016. I mean, I'm still not sure because of Israel and how, um, you know, but he's done good things. But let's just say until Trump was elected, both parties were controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, the Trilateral Commission, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. It's just different jerseys, same team. So exactly. no matter who got in office, they were going to be complicit deceivers of the public. They were going to say, yes, I can. And then they were going to start wars every two years like, and go in and, you know, and kill thousands of people with drones and you know, t- these are all rituals. These are all blood rituals to honor Lucifer. This is, everything's a ritual. Uh, even now there's a ritual. Would they have, an, on one side of the United States, they have a, a hospital ship called Mercy. It's a white ship with a red cross, right? Knights Templar, right? Remember the connection? Knights Templar to Masonry, to Lucifer. And on the other side in California, they have Hope, the, the white hospital ship, called hope. So mercy and hope are the two pillars, Joachim and Boaz. Okay. And in the middle is the tiles, is the ground floor of the Masonic temple, the, the checkerboard, the base knowledge, the little people like us. And who knows, who knows what they're going to do, but they'd like to kill as many people as they can. 
And, uh, you know, trust me, I'm not crazy. This stuff is as real as, I'm, as uh, you and I are talking here. I just don't fully understand it because we're never going to know, you know, we have no idea how they even, who figures this out that, you know, the shooter has to be on the 33rd floor in room 3507 at 11 a.m. And the newspaper article has to say, you know, because it's all rituals, it's all numbers. And, you know, it's a good, there's a high chance it didn't even happen. Right. Or that, you know, maybe one person was killed. Maybe no people were killed. I mean, false flags are, you know, they're real events. It's not a false flag isn't a fake event. It really happened. It's just not what the controlled media is telling you. The false narrative that the, the script, the script the media is telling you is the movie that they're portraying. But that's not really what's going on. Like Man on the Moon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've seen too many things in that. There's one definitely that I can talk about. But say I the build-up or group, and, yeah, like I mean, the build-up or group. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen meeting. That's all secret as well, and they they have meetings around the world, and it's kind of like the top leaders. That's basically where mm. they're organizing what's going to be going on. I mean, have you any information, yeah. more information on that? The Bilderberg Group. Well, the Bilderberg Group was started in 1954 at the Bilderberg Hotel. That's why it's called the Bilderberg Group in Norway. And it's all the top people from all over the world. And they started, I mean, the Fabian Society started in 1884. Adam Weishaupt and the New World Order started in 1776. And then you have to understand the Bilderberger is just the consolidation of all these different groups, all the top people coming in to make policy decisions on where they want to, you know, they want to try and steer the collective consciousness of humanity, right? Because they need our consent. Do you understand? So people don't realize, even if you're against it, that doesn't count. If the majority is saying, give me the vaccine, they have consent, yeah. you know? So, so what, what I'm going at is they, they figure out strategies, how to get what they want. They, they, that's why all these think tanks, the Rockefeller think tanks, they need these think tanks for these very, very dark people to come up with ideas of how to pull off they're very controlling and limiting plans. You know, lockstep 2010 Rockefeller Foundation. And they always title it with something really sexy, like, you know, how to improve humanity, you know? And then it's lockstep, you know, cameras everywhere and stuff like that. But um, these societies, let's, say, let's call it authorities. So they know that from Immanuel Kant, goes back hundreds of years, he lived in Prussia. And he came up with this idea to teach people to respond to authority, to limit them. And that's all our education systems are taught. We're, we, we're on the Prussian Immanuel Kant system where you're, you become very left-brained. You don't think for yourself, no creativity. You don't question authority. You don't question what you're told, right? Because it, it's, you're indoctrinated to respond to authority. When you're in nursery school, you have someone of authority, right? Then you have another teacher. Then there's a doctor in a white coat right? Listen to your doctor. He's another position of authority. Now it's a police officer. He's authority. You stand under him, right? Another, listen to what he says. Don't question it. Your boss, right? So all these, all this, this indoctrination of responding to authority has us believing things that we don't question, right? And then you have authorities like the institution. So the Rockefellers knew they could create all these institutions, the Department of Defense, the Department of Strategic Affairs, right? These authorities, right? So now when this person speaks from this authority, you just don't question it. They, they know everything, right? And part of the Bilderberger stuff is not only directing policy, 
But the Council on Foreign Relations is the biggest thing that's driving American policy until Trump got in. That's why they want him out so bad, because he's not controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations, because they controlled all presidents since 1917 when they started, right? So even, you know, the, the presidents who went against him were murdered or, you know, like JFK, right? He went against them. He had executive order. JFK had executive order quadruple one zero, which was to end the Fed and to start printing, have the, the U.S. Treasury, the, the government print its own, own money. And they couldn't have that. He also didn't want to escalate the Vietnam War. And what did LBJ do as soon as he got in? And LBJ is a dirty, dark motherfucker. As soon as LBJ got into office, he escalated. The whole Bay of Tonkin was a false flag. It never happened. And we sprayed Agent Orange. We murdered people. We tortured people. What we did there, we should be ashamed of ourselves just that. And we've done it everywhere globally. We, America is the greatest country for genocide in the name of democracy on the planet. Mm, definitely. And like when you have all these... Uh like Rockefellers, uh, Rothschilds, uh, Morgans and Wilderbergs. Now it's all, it's like 13 families. Yeah. It, 13 comes into it a lot. What's the, the symbolism about the 13? Uh, yeah. I forget the 13. I mean, Jacques Molay was born, was uh, burned on Friday, the 13th, October 13th, 1307. And he was the head of the Knights Templar. There's weird shit about that, but, I mean, I don't even think, I think the Rockefellers aren't even at, they aren't even part of the top 12 families. I don't even think. There's like names we don't even know. Um, I know the Vanderbilts are all part of it, but um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know exactly how it works, but a lot of these families are generational. They interbreed, right? Or they breed with one other family, like the, Rock, like the Rothschilds are very much breed with the Goldschmidts. You know, like the pharaohs of yesteryear, they, they, they kept their DNA tight, just like the royals interbreed. All the royals are interrelated, no matter who in Europe, you know, they're all basically cousins of each other. Um, distant they're, cousins, they're all they masons all... as well, because I've seen uh, a thing, was it Prince Philip? Is that the Queen's, uh, is it Philip, is it? The Duke of Edinburgh? Yeah. And yeah. he was like leading a thing, and there was a lot of people there, but they were singing God Save the Queen, and yeah but god save the queen is another miss like all these things are are like they basically have people saying things that they don't know what they mean there's like god save the queen's another a dark thing i forget what the real meaning is um but even so, him you're aware of him i mean there was pictures of oh, him with hitler like you know so he's got oh, yeah, Ger he's, german backgrounds and you know like if you go well, hitler hitler's uh hitler's like uh was hitler's 50 percent rothschild so I, one of the Rothschilds, I forget his name, was banging the maid, and Hitler was the son. Hitler was the illegitimate kid of that. So they're all, they're all connected, and they're all steeped in this knowledge of the mystery schools and dark magic and black magic and, and stuff. I mean, Hitler was uh, huge on the Dooley Society and the Frill Society and uh, Madame uh, uh, Helena Blavatsky. Um, and this all gets into you know, strange things about spirituality and Satanism and, and Kabbalism and, you know, uh, you know, gets back to Hermes and it comes back to knowledge, but somehow it all ends up being satanic and very dark and where rituals, um, you know, things that were sacrificed thousands of years ago to Baal are still being sacrificed today. 
um, in these Masonic and these satanic rituals. They're still, you know, from what I can tell, it's real based on the people who've been fighting this for, you know, 20, 30 years. There's like a Kevin lot and after coming out and there's even like barristers, yeah. like one, one of our mutual friends, Chris had a guy on, on the podcast. It was very interesting as well, you know, basically explaining all the torturing and everything. And if, if you look at, say, the likes of Bill Gates, because, you know, his family line and everything, he, him and Zuckerberg, they have no emotions. And it's yeah. exactly like what you had said, like they were abused because you could say, how could anyone do what they're doing? And it's basically like that they don't have the emotions that anyone else. So you wonder, is there like a clever line that's actually doing this with all of them and they are at the side? Or is it that you just keep interbreeding and it's just it just continues on? Because yeah, they know that. I think I think some families are generational where. um where the children are subjected to trauma-based mind control, being raped, sodomized at a very young age. I'm talking three years old. Yeah. I'm talking two years old. People can't get this through their head, but this is really happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, raped by their own parents, raped by friends. This is to break down them again in the, in order to deal with the trauma, your mind splits. So, we don't know. Maybe, maybe these families, you know, like maybe uh, Bill Gates was subjected to that. Um, you know, they, his father was on the board of Planned Parenthood. That was a eugenics venture. I mean, they were sterilizing black women. Um, always, you know, it always looks like it's good. That's part of the inversion, right? It's always going to be good for humanity, right? You know, the World Economic Forum at Davos is all about, you know, sustainability is the new word. And that's a, that's a very dangerous word right now. People don't understand what that means. Um, that's basically control the sustainability because it means that we can't live off the earth because we're so bad because we're such bad humans. We're causing this, this whole thing called global warming. And now we have to leave the earth alone and go into smart cities and, and be, you know, have a certain number of calories that aren't from the earth. And that's all the lie. That's part of the inversion. But in terms of getting back to, I don't understand Ted Turner, you know, he was the head of CNN. He, he, you could see videos where he comes out and says he believes there should only be 10 million people on the, on the, on the planet. Um, where does that come from? Are they born into the, it was his family, a, a Luciferian family, and it was part of their indoctrination. So he just grew up that this is normal. I don't know. It's sort of, sort of strange. It just seems like if anyone's about to have success, like, you know, the guys who created Google, somehow they go in and they take it over. You know, you wonder the guys, the Russian guys who um, started Google or Jeff Bezos. I mean, either either Jeff Bezos wasn't compromised and he is now because he definitely is now or he's always been compromised. And all these people were basically destined somehow to do huge things because they had the support of the system to create this aspect of control that they were going to be the head of. They've been chosen somehow. I don't know how it works. It I, I reckon it's either, because if you look at all the artists and actors and everything, because obviously there's a lot of them that are, you know, it's huge. People can't fathom what, 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 you know, how many could be involved in this. But I think some of them that they're probably, you know, there's no way that the whole lot are brought into it, like, you know, inbred basically. Yeah. Like what no, I think people... has happened is they bring them to parties and they just get them compromised 
and they record well, it and then they're their slaves and they say, listen, this is going out to the yeah, public. You're destroyed. That, and then they just, they just, they go, all right. Yeah. I'm money's no problem. I can do what I want. And you're their slave. That's like, that's the well, only way I can see why it's happening. Because why else would people agree? Because if you look at so many people out there, like Bono, and, you know, a lot of people thinking these people are great. But when you look deep oh. down what exactly they've done and what they're doing, like you mentioned Mother Teresa and everything, you know, it's like, unfortunately, majority of the people don't realize what's going on. But like what, what I say is question everything. Don't believe, especially watching CNN and all this, you know, you yeah. have to question the whole lot, like. Well, you, you have to, but we're indoctrinated not to question anything, to, you know, just whatever you're told, that's it. That's why they talk to us in their indignant way. Like, you know, they tell us they're going to count COVID deaths that COVID, where COVID wasn't the cause of death, right? They just tell you on the news right to your face. And like, you know, you, you take this and whether you like it or not, that's, we're doing this because we're, we can do it. But in terms of, you know, I mean, well, I mean, look, it, Fame is fame and money is a good motivation for people to say, well, look, if you do this, if you sell your soul to the devil, essentially, maybe those aren't the words I use, but you have a choice. You sign this contract and we tell you what to do, what to wear, what to say, and we'll make you famous. And if you don't, we, we give you nothing. Trust me, if you were starving and then you, and then you become easily mind controlled because we are so impressionable. I mean, you hear kids re repeat what they hear on the television and they don't even know what they're saying, right? We're basically biological computers. It's like input into our brain is a software, whatever we see, right? That's programming us as a computer. And then you get perception and behavior out, right? They know this. That's why it's very, you have to be very careful what you allow in your mind, what you watch on TV and, and stuff. That's why it's so easy to get an, an entire world against Trump because they control the media, right? You know, going back to the Bilderberg thing was, you know, the Rothschilds knew from an early time because the Knights Templar were the biggest bankers and then they went into hiding. And then I think the Rothschilds were, are basically the continuation of that whole banking dynasty of the Knights Templar. You control the money, uh, you control the world essentially. And then if you control the media, right? Think of the spoken word, think before books. Okay, before people could read, right? You know, the we we we've come basically we we were basically just these people that were you know roaming the land without any real thoughts and without anything. Then the, they know they know how manipulated people can be through controlling the media, and they control the media. Part of the agenda with the Bilderbergs was, and you know, with the Fabian Society and. And Adam Weishaupt in 1776, with the help of the Rothschilds, was to control the media. And now five companies, if not four, control basically. Four now, yeah. It used to be five. I think it's four yeah. now, yeah. I think it's four think now. It's they control four. every media, major media. And if you look on every media, they're using the same trigger words, right, on every channel. So no matter what channel you, you turn to. I can't watch TV because I can see, not like I'm above anyone, but... As soon as I turn on Netflix, I'll see a kid who's gender confused. And I'm like, that's it. Like just, there's the agenda, you know, this, some poor young kid's going to see a, a kid who doesn't know whether he's a boy or a girl. Right. And he's going to go, well, oh, maybe I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. Right. I'm going to be just like that guy. Right. The one thing, because I mean, we, we obviously know a lot of people, you know, that don't watch television. I mean, I'd watch a movie, but I don't watch, listen to ads or anything like that. So, you know, like a comedy, I go on. 
But what I've noticed is with the people that are awake, most of them are the people without the televisions. <laughs> yeah. And the ones mm. that are going to line up to get jabbed are the ones well, that are, you know, they're sitting in front of the, you know, watching the BBC. Well, it's low vibration. There's a, there a number of reasons. It's low vibration when you see all the violence and the programming, the darkness, not, not only that, but then you see, you know, you, a movie that has martial law, police coming into a city and they're trying to normalize that. When you can see it, you're like, oh, I can't watch this, you know, um, or you see all the symbolism of Baphomet and the triangles and and stuff. And people don't realize that they control us through symbolism because it, it affects our um, so our subconscious mind is triggered by symbols. I mean, our subconscious mind can see things at some crazy rapid rate that they actually know. And they have the TV set to a a flicker rate that's it puts yeah. you in an alpha state so the tv is actually flickering you can't really see it you can sometimes if you if you film your tv you can see it flickering yeah like a computer right there's a flicker rate and that flicker rate puts you into an alpha state which and when you're in an alpha state you're just it's like you're just about to fall asleep it's when you're very suggestive and that's where they're basically imprinting you know Trump's a criminal or whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They control. And then if people aren't weary, they don't realize who they are. They're, they're, they're basically this completely robotic programmed regurgitating, you know, thing that is, is, is manufactured. Mm. Well, exactly. Yeah. I just, uh, I mean, it's, you know, and the, the, the 666 as well, then like, wait, they're like everything, with the 666, where, where did that come from? The, uh, 666 has to do with Kabbalism and um, there's six senses. I, I, I forget exactly, but um, it has to do with geometry and math. And it actually represents man. Um, like the, you know, the Leonardo da Vinci, the, where, the, where yeah. he's, has something to do with that circle and the man and the math is something with 666. I don't understand it, but it's not essentially a bad thing. Um, and we've been told it means Satan, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with this whole bringer of light thing. I, these people are as dark as fuck. But, you know, to me, this whole Luciferian thing is Lucifer is the bringer of light. Light is knowledge, right? And they're worshiping knowledge, but they don't want the little people and the general public to have it. So, you know, I, you know, if you think of Lucifer as Satan and 666 is Satan, and it's all knowledge, which is the light, because through knowledge, you become illuminated because you now know who you are. You're not this limited sinner that needs to look externally for salvation. You know, you're this incredibly amazing creator being that can manifest things that could actually tele teleport. And you could, you could bilocate if you actually, you know, were that connected to your divinity while in the body. And they know this. That's why I was, I didn't finish my thought earlier. The parents of Illuminati generational Luciferian satanic families, um, not, these are basically bloodlines that go back, but they're looking for their kids to, each kid has a certain talent. So if you have, they look for kids to be able to move objects, you know, telekinesis, or this guy's going to be good in law. And you know what? You're, you know, you're broken down at an early age and you have, you know, more, you're morally bankrupt because you don't want to be hurt again. And you've been forced to do ridiculous things and you 
shut down that aspect of your mind. And now your, your mind is split and you can't, you can't even remember it, but now you can be triggered and this, that, and the other, but, but basically you, so, so any, anyway, they, they, they look for in their children, they look for talents and part of, but part of the trauma is to um, ignite the Kundalini. And that's actually done through raping. I hate to do it. I hate to say it. I'm talking like three-year-olds, five-year-olds, and then they, they can awaken these, these dormant powers in kids. This is how crazy they are. And then, you know, this kid could be uh, a remote viewer for the, for the military, right? Or, you know, this kid goes into law and, you know, he's going to be the nastiest, dirtiest lawyer. He's going to try and put innocent people in prison who are a threat to telling the truth, right? This is how they control it, right? They break them down at an early age and then they put them into positions of control. That's why the judges are compromised, right? Not only maybe there's a film of them having sex with a kid, but, you know, that's, that's, how, they, that's how part of the control works. There's also, again, the nice temple, if you go back, they were the military for the Pope, right? So not only were they, were they wealthy, they were skilled, um, you know, a, a skilled military. And that carries over now. A lot, look at the whole military buildup of the United States, right? Part of the whole thing with the fake wars is they need to keep this military thing to keep people in control, keep people in fear. There's always a boogeyman, but it, it helps to create innovation, right? And they make tons of money through it. They own all the companies that all the taxpayers are paying for the missiles and the night, night vision and whatever it is we don't need, but they, they, they say we need it. But, you know, so it's, it, there's a thread of, of military and these talented kids who have, I guess, supernatural abilities, they go into the military, they do things that we don't even know about. Like I said, remote viewing, um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that's going on that we're not aware of. Uh, and this is, this is how they control, you know, this is how they control the military and this is how they control everything. And like one of the things that, uh, I find, I know we've seen a list of the different things that, uh, Trump has done over the, the four years, but like, I, I'd prefer people to kind of get the information out themselves, try to make change themselves instead of thinking it's going to be, he'd be the savior or whatever. And the reason that that kind of fares me is if I look back, you see him in pictures with the Clintons, right? We know well how bad they were. And you were talking about bad legal people when he was doing, building his empire and losing it and everything. I'd forget the name of the guy, but there was a guy that was one of the top uh, legal people. And he looks so evil. Like you just look at his, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen that? But the guy looked as creepy as you can get. Oh. And he was one of the top, but Trump insisted that he was his lawyer, you know, and he got, got a lot of stuff resolved through that. So like, I, I, I don't know. Is it true? I just heard the other day that he's supposed to have pardoned uh, uh, Julian Assange. So if that's true, that'll be good for mankind because you know, the, yeah. He has exposed a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, yep. that's what we need. We need more people out there because, like, I try to look at solutions all the time. And I, I was just thinking the other day that, like, we need, if we have one country, because, like, say, uh, in Portugal recently, they, they, they ruled in the courts about the PCR test being fake. So that was good. Um, but if you mm -hmm. have one country that takes over the media, 
basically the good boys take over the media and that's shared because unfortunately and i like i see it in poland i see it in ireland i see it in the uk i see it in america we are bombarded with the information that is fake and if we can get like there is online but there's so much competition there's so many different things there's so many people trying to create alternatives to facebook alternatives to youtube the one that would work is if you've got the media taken over like the irish rte or the bbc and that's taken over and they throw out the truth then people from other countries because a lot of the time there's so many people expats they're sharing the information and then more and more would see it and i think that would be one of the ways that we can get more away yeah because knowledge the is problem popular. is as long as the i mean i think that would be great i agree with that but the the media that's controlled will will smear any any outlet that's attempting to tell the truth. So because that's how they work, right? They work on inversion, perversion, um, subversion of the truth. But that would be fantastic. I've thought about that too. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had a news agency that had integrity? Yeah. Right. That's sort of what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, like with the, if you look at, there's probably some of them out there with um, online. But a lot of the time they just get taken down because they can hack them. They've got the top people around the world. They're pulling the strings for everything. Everything is infiltrated. But if they got in, if you got the right people behind, you know, like the whatever country, the media yeah. there, and just got well, the message out. Yeah, that would be super. Right? But I think, you know, it's really up to us. I, I, I yeah. think the more people just trust their intuition when you're just starting to wake up or you you're not awake but you know the world can't be this or you know is the world organically this bad and you mean just stop and think right i mean the that's another problem if you live in the united states you're not told that a million iraqi civilians have been killed right it's probably more than that so you don't have that awareness i live in outside the us so i've had that opportunity but the the each person that says bullshit you're lying, right? Each person that says you're a public servant, my taxes pay your salary. Who gives you, what gives you the right to be in this kind of position of authority to tell me what to do? No, no one's telling me what the fuck to do. I have inalienable rights. I'm a sovereign being, right? I'm eternal and you're not having it. I'm, I do not consent, right? Giving up consent is a huge thing and it can be done just in prayer. Like it could just be like, I do not consent. I do not consent with this vaccine. I do not consent with what's going on with curfews, with masks, with COVID, with tracking, with, you know, passports, uh, with, with any of it. I do not consent. It, it may not mean it's going to stop anything, but if the entire world at the same point had the same recollection, they would lose control immediately exactly. because and there would be like, no like, collective consent. Yeah, and like there's some people, maybe one eye is starting to open up. And all I say to you is, look at all the homelessness around the world that's orchestrated, right? Even now, I look here, the property taxes are still chugging away. Like, oh, people, you know, you have to pay the rent on a building that you have to close because you can't, of course. Does that make sense? So you're going to be personally liable for property taxes. And I assume that's going on in every country, right? So oh, yeah. I see it in Poland. The other thing is all the starving people around the world. So they're saying 
they can create all these massive injections, all the money, billions going in, no problem. Do you know how much money it's cost to put the 5G towers and all the cameras around? Like, that's not billion, that's trillions. Like, that's no problem. So yeah. they could end homelessness, they could end world hunger, and they're trying to tell you that they actually give a shit about your health and your life. So please wake up because that in itself, just that statement should wake you up. If it doesn't, yeah. put your head back in the sand and let them jab you away because at this stage, you know, and we need more. We need more people to come out. If you're a doctor and you're getting a bribe, look, you can change. Everyone has done something bad in their life. Don't keep your head down in shame. Come out, expose, expose, expose. Because the more people that expose, the more you'll wake up, the more you'll help because you're actually going to be a slave of the future if you're going to be alive at all, because they're just kind of wiping out more and more constantly. So we need more people to actually get, get on yeah. board. I mean, totally. It's like, I mean, guys, this, even if you don't say, okay, this virus is okay. Even if this virus is hundred percent real, it, the CDC has said it has a 99.8% survival rate. So think, why is there such a mad rush to lock down people and vaccinate everybody? I mean, just start to use your head, right? Just like that. I mean, just little things like that. And like you said, it makes a big difference. And I mean, you know, don't, we, we have to have respect for the sleeping because we were once there and no, we're no better. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it is frustrating though. I mean, I, I, I really have limited my, life because I can't go out and deal with masks and, you know, these scanning things where you're supposed to track into every fucking store, you know, I mean, okay, I have to get in the building. So I'll, if I can't sneak in, I'll track in, but there, you know, then I got to track into a, a, a store within the building. It's like, you already know I'm in the building. You know, I don't have the tracking thing, like, but I use a, a license. So, I mean, it's, it's just like, you have to stop and think, guys, is this normal? Like, why do they need to know everywhere I am, right? Like, the, this virus has a 99.8% survival rate, and the, and the numbers are all inflated anyway, um, from the death count to the thing. So just start to use your intuition. This is, about, this is about knowing who you are, and that you have power, and that you can... We, we don't need to be governed by people in suits and at the head of uh, some organization that's a, you know an administration or an authority of science, an authority of um, the Department of Defense, an authority of this, and that guy in the suit who gets up and speaks is the authority, and what he says goes, well, fuck off. I mean, that's how, he, well, we have to start to think. We, you know, non-compliance is the answer. Non and knowing- a politician, yeah. they can speak. That's the one thing, because that's why I set up the speaking podcast, because I said, you need to speak to get your message out. These guys can speak, but they have zero- you know, they don't have a heart. They don't care. Like they constantly well, evolve course. on things that's hurting the individual. So They're, they've they sold out. Shunned. Yeah, they've sold out. Yeah. So they need to be shunned and kicked out. You cannot like there's so many people that kind of lick, lick up to them and try to, you know, surround them. Like you need yeah. to shun these people. You need to be outside well, their house this? banging pots. Huh? You know, they're public servants. We pay their salaries. They're, they're there to serve us not to rule over us. That distinction alone is huge. When a policeman takes the oath, he takes the oath to uphold the constitution. The constitution. He does not take an oath to uphold statutory law, which is the, 
law that enslaves us, okay? The constitution protects our inalienable rights as a living man, our sovereignty, our freedom. So if you know how to speak to a police officer, you know he's working for you. You pay his salary. So you don't give your name. You don't give consent. You're not entering a contract. And you ask him, are you on oath? Because he knows he took an oath to protect the Constitution. And then you get his badge number because you can sue him personally, civilly, for not protecting the Constitution and fucking you up. And if, once they know that, all these public servants, all these police, if you know what you're doing, you can sue them civilly. I, I'm not saying we want to do that. It costs money. You need to know what you're doing. But we have the right to sue them civilly, as long as we do not say our name and enter into a contract on the spot. It's very difficult. It's a whole nother topic. No, exactly. I, I'm actually, I'm studying that at the moment. And just, yeah, there's, uh, there's people doing it around the world. I know that it's happening in America and everything. They're, they're approaching the police stations and everything, but it's, yeah, some further research and maybe the topic uh, down the line, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not clear cut and you better, you better know what you're doing. But in general, you know, for small things, if you're pulled over by a policeman and you've done nothing wrong, you do not have to fucking give him your license. You do not have to say who you are. And you can, if he has no jurisdiction, he has to leave. If he doesn't get your name, he doesn't get consent from you, and he doesn't get that you understand, he cannot do anything if you haven't committed a crime, a statutory crime. That's like so the reason I want to delve into that. And like, I, I, I we, we, we better. Well, we can. I don't, I don't know how long, you know. No, no, we, we, I think we'll do a separate one. But what I've seen is there's different people that are given information about that. And that's why I'm a bit cautious of it. And there's people telling you uh, what you should say and everything. And sometimes it works. I've seen people talk to police officers. They record it and everything. And I've seen other people try it and they're getting harsed out of the police and getting thrown to the ground and everything. Just, so you have to be extremely uh, careful. So yeah. at the end of the day, I think protect yourself. But it's one that we're looking at. And I think there's definitely, especially in what's going on in the world today, like we're living in crazy times. And if there's crazy. loopholes, that is one for sure. You know, so... Yeah. You know, we're, we're, like there's a few people that well, are it, watching that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to know what you're doing and I don't really recommend anyone do it. But if you're trying to keep your business open, you know, you really have nothing to lose if this is going to put food on the table. But what this really is, this is about taking control back. Right. This, is, this is really what we're talking about. People wake up, take fucking control back. Don't look to a president. The presidents have no power anyway. They're empty suits, Right. They just bullshit you and they're they're serving corporations and people that give them money. And so why look to a doctor to save your life? Why look to a president to make you feel better? Wake up, wake up to who you are, you know, take your power back and decide and point the finger at yourself and call bullshit on it. I do not consent to COVID. I do not consent to con vaccines. I do not consent to curfews. I do not consent to all this. Make a declaration just to yourself. And that's huge. It changes your vibration because now you're taking control. It's like exhaling and you're not in fear anymore. They need us in fear to feed off of us and to control us and to keep us polarized and divided. Just a, a final one, because it's just something that I thought of again this week. Yeah. Like, have you come across the, the frequency for 432? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So what That's, I was thinking is because I, I'm constantly looking at solutions. We know yeah. that the whole planet, the satellites and everything have the 5G. 
Is it not possible that if we were able to tap in, get the Julian Assange and give that frequency out everywhere, could it make change? Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, if you want, you can download an app, 432. Like everything you listen to on your phone will be changed to 432 from 440. But in terms of, I mean, we don't know exactly. There's 5G can be transmitted at different frequencies. I don't think it's all 60 gigahertz. And the verdict isn't out because, I mean, there's apparently 5G in my house and my breathing's fine, you know? I mean, the new routers come with either 2.4 gig or 5 gig, right? And, I mean, I can't stop it. You know, it's like, you know, there's fluoride in the water. I mean, occasionally I'll eat a bag of chips and it's GMO. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, I mean, I, I, that's where, like, you have, to, you have to start to say, do they really just want to start dropping millions and millions of people, killing them? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think they do want a lot less people on the planet because if you look at that whole population chart on Deagle, it does, it is concerning. And, you know, you have the Georgia Guidestones and these people are freaks. So, you know, they want a third world war and stuff like that. But in terms of 432, I mean, sure. I mean, now you can listen to it on YouTube and binaural beats and, and stuff like that. But I think it all comes down to, to me, the solution is looking within so that you say, are things really this crazy that we have curfews because of a virus that has a 99.8 survival rate? Or there's this mad rush for vaccines for this thing that has a 99.8 survival rate? And as soon as you do that, you're, they don't really have you and you're raising your vibration. So instead of getting 432, create your own 432. And because this, there's a whole theory that if you think of the earth like a ball, like a rubber ball, and you put a rubber ball in a bowl of water, it floats, right? So there, think of the hand that we've been talking about that's inverting everything and creating fake wars and rituals and blood sacrifices and fear and polarization and divide and conquer. It's nonstop. It, it, we're limited in every way from the time we're born, right? And we're, we're put in this sense of fear or survival mode. We got to pay the bills, electric bill. You got to get, you got to get good grades. You got to go to a good school. I mean, it's fear, fear, fear everywhere. You know, just don't do that. Don't do this. You know, you're a limited sinner. You know, you're not this magnificent interdimensional eternal being, which is what we are, right? We're, 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 we're consciousness having a physical experience. So, I mean, basically they there's a theory that there's the earth, like the rubber ball is being held underwater by this hand and it's being, the frequency needs to be kept low to keep the, the frequency of earth low so that they have more control so that we're in fear and that we're divided and we're controlled because these are low frequency beings. Okay. That are doing this and they can only be in an, uh, let's just say they can only be a plane in a plane of existence that is a certain low frequency, okay? So earth has to be a very low, dark, you know, consumption, everything consumes each other, war, fear, problems, hurricane, tragedy, right? They need to keep this earth in that low frequency for their own existence. Yeah. Because if earth starts to raise, if people start to raise their vibration, they're not only are they losing control, but they actually, they can't even be here. Or it's, what, however it looks spiritually, I don't know. 
But so they're, they've been holding earth underwater in a low frequency with all this fear and, and it's starting, it wants to pop up because if you take the hand off, it pops up and that popping up is the awakening. That's everyone raising their frequency and not being in fear and being in possibility and being in a place of faith and that I have nothing to fear. Everything's going to be okay. And I can create whatever I want. I can manifest technically whatever I want, but it's also about servicing others, you know, service to others, having compassion, having gratitude, seeing everyone as one, not just me, 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 right? That's all part. They have us in a me, me, me mode, which keeps the ball underwater as well. A lot of this is, is having humility, having empathy, right? That's going to help raise the vibration, right? And they don't want that. They don't want people to have, you know, they want us to be so concerned with getting the new Prada bag that we don't care that a million civilians are killed in Iraq, right? That's what they want. Oh, oh, you know, a million civilians, we killed a million civilians. That means like people like you, their condos were bombed and, and you know, destroyed and, and we killed them. Oh yeah, that's fine. I, I'm getting this new Prada bag. It's just amazing, right? And it's on sale. It's $500 off, right? I mean, that's, that's our programming, consumption. N don't care about anyone. It's just about me. And, and that's the part refugees of the that are created through all these wars, they then hate the people that have to move because of the atrocities in their countries. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's refugees everywhere, but that's part of the plan. It's they love they they love the um, the pain. They love the suffering. Right. It, it, it's a very low vibration. Right. It keeps the earth down. It keeps everyone divided. It keeps people tired. It keeps it keeps people from caring. And they, they don't want us to care for each other. They don't want us to support each other. There's people right? that were born into refugees camps and they're 16, 17. They're all their life in a refugee camp. Are you saying that yeah. that cannot be changed? Like that is orchestrated. And it is Roy, orchestrated. The, average, the, the average American doesn't know that all these wars that are engineered and fabricated and fake and funded by us, or whether enemies created and funded by American tax dollars, 10,000 miles away from America, the average American does not know there are refugee camps with millions of people, right? They don't know. I went to Paris and all over Paris, there's Syrians with families, right? Could you imagine your home's destroyed and you have to take your three kids and live on the street of Paris because you don't have any other place, you know, and I'm bringing food and water to all these people, right? Not, that's not the point. The point is people don't even have the awareness of what's going on, mm. that our wars, our quote unquote, you know, spread of democracy, which is not what it is at all. It's a spread of communism and, and, and totalitarianism is what it is disguised as democracy is causing all this suffering, but this is part of their plan. And also the fact that people aren't aware of it is part of the plans, but people need to freaking wake up and start being more concerned with them, you know, not, you know, other people and what's going on in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, Steve, as always, it's been fantastic. Listen, yeah. people like, because uh, episode 33, because I've got some great comments back. People love love our conversation. So you, just oh, really? so, uh, yeah. So uh, basically, the other ones that we've done were episode number 33 and episode number 20. You've got your own podcast. You might let people know about that as well so that they can listen in on you. Yeah, I'm, uh, my podcast is Awakened Mind Podcast um, on Spotify, Apple, and the other ones. I have a YouTube channel that I just started with Awakened Mind. I'm working on my bit shoot. Uh, Roy is my um, my mentor, 
So I'm a really bad student. I, I think I'm failing right now, maybe D minus. No, um, you're good. You're good. Uh, we'll get in the message. I'm getting up to speed. I just, I'm not really that good with being out there on video, like, like just, you know, everywhere, but I'm starting to get to the point where I don't care. It's not because of like how I look or anything. It's like, I just like, it's the whole thing's a bit weird for me. I like the whole, like, you know, oh, so I'm getting there. So awaken mind podcast and look forward to hearing more. Yeah, and look, put, we got to talk. We, we have a lot of topics we can talk no, about. No, definitely. Too. Yeah. Now we have to do a lot more. And I'll put uh, your podcast in the description below. So that's uh, as well as the other links for the other shows. <laughs> we <Steve>. haven't done <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Steve. <laughs> so that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You can find other episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute. We're on YouTube. And you really need to share this because the more people that wake up, the more chance we have of everything changing so until next week take care thank you there's a time